Well, I wanted to give a kind of a special message because it's just been Eid and it's about to be the Islamic New Year. Eid al-Adha, the, uh, the Eid of the Sacrifice, the Eid that celebrates the day on which Abraham took his son and nearly killed him in obedience to God as a sacrifice. <laughs> God stayed his hand at the end, or the angel did. I mean, come on. There are limits, I sometimes think. Abraham's bigged up as a great man for doing that, for being willing to kill his son. I would think the reverse, but that's me, and that's heretical, of course, of me to say that, but there you go. God places demands on us. Look at coronavirus. We are placed in an invidious position. Eid. It's just been Eid. It's about to be the Islamic New Year, which celebrates the Hijra, the moment when Prophet Muhammad went from Mecca to Medina with his followers and then uh, established, really, Islam as a religion. Now, that moment established Islam as a religion. Well, it's not the Islamic New Year yet, of course. It's August 9th is the Islamic New Year. But it makes a neat moment to say something special. It is, or it will be, 1443 in terms of the Islamic New Year. You can all go around and wish all your Muslim friends Happy New Year. Kul sanawa entataib. All year, may you be blessed. Ah, uh, maybe you'll be okay. Hope we're going to be okay. I hope we're going to be okay. It's been a challenging time. Around this time is the, well, all around the same time, isn't it? The, the 23rd July is the uh, Buddhists' Day of Dharma. So for Muslims, uh, it's one thing. For Buddhists, it's the Day of Dharma. Uh, today, what is it today? Oh, well, today as I record this, 23rd of July. <laughs> the day when the, the great revelation came to Buddha, where he, whereby he decided that all life was suffering, and we had to live with it and rise above it. Not sure I want to live with it and rise above it. Gosh, I'm being a bit irreligious here. But I I do think there is a lot of suffering in life. We do have to get the Dalai Lama, whom, which a man of whom I am a great admirer, he says that you should contemplate your death every day. I'm not sure I want to do that, but I want to be aware of it and be ready for that. The medieval monks used to have a prayer, didn't they? Lord, deliver us from sudden death. Of course, everybody wants a quick sudden death and not, but the monks would say, deliver us from sudden death because they want a time to contemplate eternity and their approach to it. I wonder whether, how you would think. Would you like to just go in your sleep or would you like to have time to prepare? My dear mother died last year. She had a lot of time to prepare, as did my father. Long days and years even of decline. Tough, you know, for so many people this life and we've been through this pandemic it's an interesting time there's a time with much beauty in it we we have um oh gosh it's my wedding anniversary yesterday it was and i've been married how long 43 years 43 years my goodness that's a long time she's had to put up with me but there you go veronica well this is kind of a message from us both veronica said i said i was going to do a Eid message and and she said to me well can it be from both of us and i said sure well she doesn't know what she's signing up for because that means that she subscribes to my views and i'm not sure that she does we often don't subscribe to each other's views do we you see now there's an interesting thing today the wuhan institute of virology facebook facebook regarded it as as a conspiracy theory if you were to say like donald trump that the uh, virus we have emerged from wuhan institute of virology 
And yet today, there's an announcement from the Chinese that they will not allow the World Health Organization to inspect the Wuhan Institute of Virology or its records in the next phase of their investigation. So, I mean, what does this mean? What does this mean? If you're Facebook, it's a conspiracy theory. You know, uh, Twitter is just the same these days. Uh, they ban people left, right and center bans freedom of speech. They're going mad, these uh, social media companies. Terrible, actually. Terrible. I've noticed the constraints on Facebook. You can't promote things as you used to be able to. They treat you as if you're a politician. Disturbing. It's disturbing and very disturbing, actually. However, freedom of speech is a right, not a privilege. You have to be very, very careful about banning free thought. And I heard a scientist this morning saying uh, saying that, oh, there's no evidence uh, that, that this virus emerged from the Wuhan Institute of Virology. He, he said, yeah, so the scientist, he claims there's nothing, nothing, no no evidence. He said the only thing is the circumstantial evidence that uh, the virus emerged in Wuhan. Beyond that, there's no evidence to indicate that there was anything wrong and that this wasn't a straight animal-human transmission in the way the AIDS virus was. And there was no everything. Anything else is a conspiracy theory. And the secondary coincidence uh, that the Chinese government have refused investigations at Wuhan is merely a further coincidence. <laughs> Come off it. There are what, maybe three institutes of this size and scale in the world. Americans have a secret institute at Maryland. British have Porton Down. Wuhan is the only institute of virology in China. This wasn't some accident by human error in some investigation. Some things are beyond a doubt. I'll tell you another thing. That's beyond a doubt, in my view, anyway. And you're now you're going to disagree with me. You didn't already. And that's that we're the only life in the universe. The only sophisticated, advanced form of life in the universe. Now, don't get me wrong here. I don't I disrespect anybody else's view. My cousin in America, Cousin Tippy, she believes that this planet has been visited by aliens, and she says there's cogent evidence for that fact. And if you look at the uh, the lines the ancients drew in south america that can only be viewed from the sky and so on there, there are many reasons to think that however however i mean my cousin tippy believes there's cogent evidence that 9-11 was the result of action by the cia I, people have various views <sighs> everybody has a right to a view that's where I disagree with Facebook. Everybody has a right to a view. You may not like their views, but they have a right to express them. Anyway, what am I trying to say here? I was listening to some astronomer uh, on the BBC again. I can't remember the guy's name. A young man has been doing a series of programs, and he was saying, talking about SETI, the uh, search for extraterrestrial intelligence started by Carl Sagan, that great... Uh, novelist and scientist, science fiction writer. How I wish it had been successful. But there are how many stars in our galaxy? In our galaxy, get me. Our galaxy is just a tiny, 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 minute proportion of the universe. How many stars in our galaxy? You know they don't know. They estimate between 100 and 400 billion. 100 and 400 billion, and they have no accurate count. Well, that's pretty extraordinary. But here's the rub. A uh, hundred to four hundred billion. Let's call it, let's say they're, they're 250 billion 
stars in our galaxy. And SETI has been scanning the skies, looking for any any radio blip coming from somewhere. Maybe they haven't searched hard enough. They haven't really found anything, really, that is convincing, in my view. So what does this mean? Well, according to the BBC scientists, it means perhaps that, that there isn't any other civilization in our galaxy at this time. That's pretty amazing, pretty astonishing. I mean, it could be that other, other times in history... Oh, we haven't been around that long, have we? A blinking of an eye. could be at other times in history there have been galaxies that have housed people that uh, or, or civilizations of some kind that have come and gone but then they would leave like we have markers in space i mean we've been sending out these ruddy things with little blips on them and so on and there are none there's nothing anywhere it seems pretty evident uh that there were the only life form in this galaxy of uh, this time anyway and possibly the only life form in the universe of this sophistication and what does that mean it means that the planet on which we live is a precious unique gem perhaps the only gem of its kind in all creation and we have to take care of it and it is a place where there is suffering the uh, great muslim theologian mullah sada said god had no choice but to take his hand away I said this before, but it's an important point from all creation. Tabit al-Kul, the uh, controller of all things, had no choice but to take his hand away from all creation because otherwise we'd have no free will. And so we do have the virus, the volcano. We have human suffering and we are not unique. God's hand has been removed from the volcano just as it's been removed from my wife veronica who suffers from ms in that sense well not removed god cares about the volcano god cares about veronica but here we live in a universe in which he does not micromanage things i think it will do things in answer to prayer he she whatever god is to you and i have seen evidence of that but not going to remove suffering sin sickness disease death we live with these things and we live with challenges in our own lives there's no greater challenge for a male than, than debt i say that because men are obsessed with the drive to succeed certainly for me the periods in which i've been in debt have been more challenging than, than um dealing with cancer for instance and i nearly died from cancer i mean very nearly died i would by the grace of God, I was, or by the grace of my granddaughter, actually, because I was chucking her around in a swimming pool and got a hernia, and then they discovered I had pancreatic cancer, or at least cancer on the pancreas, and it was, I was very fortunate it hadn't got inside, and they chopped out half my middle and saved my life. Anyway, the point is, we deal with a challenging universe a challenging universe and it's i find it very frustrating i want to go to baghdad i want to go to eastern europe friends in eastern europe i need to visit i have friends in baghdad who want me there i don't have to pay these guys give me an air ticket but blimey the complications of travel now are unbelievable unbelievable and and it is really important stuff i need to do but uh, it's so frustrating so uh, important to me anyway Sorry, guys. I mean, everything is relative, isn't it? It is so frustrating living in this coronavirus universe. I don't like... Yeah, I found... I go to church mostly because my wife is... I'm a committed Christian, but my wife is quite militant about these things. Veronica, so I, I have to go along like a good little rabbit. I go to church and I've hated it lately. 
I only started going back recently, but I have hated going to church because you can't sing because you're wearing stupid little masks. And then we had Freedom Day about a week ago in the United Kingdom. Everybody rips off their masks and starts singing in church. Forget it. I'm not going. Stuff that. No, I mean, because that's a risk I don't need to take. I don't need my wife to take. Okay, well, the UK is nearly 100% vaccinated. Lucky Britain. That raises a whole number of questions. I mean, aren't we a selfish bunch? We've cut international aid by half. We grab greedily all the vaccines for ourselves first. But you do, don't you? You look after your family first. I mean, up to a point, up to a point, I guess. Is that evil? Selfish? Jesus Christ wouldn't behave like that. Oh, no way, brother. But then I'm not Jesus Christ, am I? I mean, part of me would like to be. Part of me would like to be good. I know that I can be good. I know that I can be perfect. You think that's boasting? No, I know it. I mean, when my daughter was sick, I I decided, okay, I'm going to be perfect. I'm going to, like a sacrifice to God, you know, until she gets better. Man, I did it. It was an effort. It wasn't a major effort. And we can all be perfect, like butterflies are perfect. We can all be perfect. Trouble is sustaining it. I sustained it for about a month. And my daughter got better. And I thought, well, that's good. I've done my bit. I mean, I, you know, right down to not even allowing those bad thoughts to enter your head. Like like birds nesting. They, they'll fly above your head. You just don't let them nest. You don't let those resentments and those angers and those lusts and those... And you can do it, actually. You can be like a blooming angel if you make the effort. It's a big mental effort. And being perfect means, you know, phoning your mother and doing all these things that you put off normally. So I sustained this for about a month. But would I want to be St. Francis of Assisi for a lifetime? Well, part of me would, but I'm never going to be that. I'm a broken vessel, unfortunately. But there you go. God uses broken vessels. This is a broken world. We're going to have to live with suffering. We're going to have to live with imperfection and get on with it. And so that's my kind of New Year's message, my Eid message. Get on with it. There's a Muslim expression, isn't there? Um, and I can't, my pronunciation is atrocious. Uh, um, no, I've said that wrong, I know. Somebody teach me how to speak better Arabic. Live and let the other live, is what I'm trying to say in Arabic. Live and let live. But live, it's your duty to live. Live life to the full, even in these times of miserable challenge that we face at this moment. God bless this. Well, this coming new year, this whole time of Eid, this period of hope. It's a duty to hope. It's a duty to be a cup half full person. The world has too much too much suffering you are obliged to fill your heart with hope to smile even if you don't want to smile it's your duty to the world it's our duty to each other that we expect a better tomorrow and god knows we should have one because we all all of us deserve one god bless you this year